Good morning, everyone. It's Judith Fake Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. Happy, what is this? Is this Tuesday? Yeah, it is. Happy Tuesday. Um, Wow. We're already at May 19th. So, you know, economies are opening up despite coronavirus. Of course, you all are smart enough to know that the virus hasn't disappeared. So make smart moves. Wear your masks. You know, I had to wear my mask. I went into the office yesterday. I wore my mask the whole time. I got hot. It's uncomfortable, no doubt. So I went into a store uh, just for a quick pickup, like to get some water. And uh, I didn't put it back on. And I felt like a giant asshole. Because the whole point of wearing the mask is not to impede on your personal freedom. It's to let you know that, hey, we have no idea who has this. We're not really sure what it can do. We know it's killed people. And if you wear a mask, you'll stop spreading it. And people have taken that as some sort of, you know, and it's not just all white men like normal <laughs> that have taken this stand about their personal freedom. I mean, I've seen all walks of life just like forget it. I don't want to wear a mask. And it's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's so selfish and entitled. And for that three minutes I didn't have one on and I was in front of somebody, I'm glad he was behind plexiglass, but I was just really disappointed in myself. So, you know, good news. I'm not an asshole, (laughs) at least not all the time. (laughs) So be smart and protect yourself. If you have goals, we're we're about to be halfway through the year. We're about to get into June. So it's time to really uh, hammer down and uh, get serious about the things you want to get done this year. Um, you know, for me, obviously, I'm looking at what I'm uh, drawn towards. And right now, my whole focus is finances and investment. That is where my f- f- primary focus is. Uh, capitalizing my company. I've got some really promising things on the horizon, really promising Uh, dreams come true type of things. So I'm very excited. And um, when I can, I'll share more of that. Um, But yeah, things are going really well for me. Uh, I know it's a global pandemic. And uh, I mean, I just don't want to be a jerk about it. But things this has still been a good year. Things are still coming to place for me. And um, being able to work from home has allowed me to catch my breath and get rested up so I can be even more effective. And I hope that it's been the same for you. Um, again, if if you're sitting at home and you not wanting to go back to a job or you lost a job and you realize like maybe I need to get in a more stable field, whatever it is, um, I hope you've taken this time to really reflect and reset and, uh, you know, recalibrate, get, get focused, because uh, this is a time to make moves. Um, if you have a small amount of money you want to invest in the stock market, there are great apps like Stash. I use Stash. I don't get any uh, uh, payment for recommending Stash. I'm not invested in Stash in any way. I use it. I like it. I find it easy to use, and I recommend it. Um pick things. If you're not a stock expert and you don't want to spend all your day on Bloomberg or uh, watching ticker symbols, look around you. What do you spend your money on? Invest in that. You like McDonald's? Invest in McDonald's. Um, Show your kids the value of being an owner of something. 
You know, your kids walk in the house with McDonald's. Hey, great. We own stocks in that. We own some shares of that. You know what I mean? Like it, it does change you. It makes you feel more powerful. Um, you know, I've been doing those, that kind of stock, uh, investing for a long time. Um, but I, you know, when you hit those hard times, dude, you have to cash in (laughs) and I've done that, you know, so, but it's nice to know that you have that pool of cash there. You know, it just requires discipline. You don't need a ton of money. I think that's the big myth around having money is you need a whole bunch of it um, at any given time. And what you really need, whether you have a lot of money or little money, is discipline. And I wish I had had that sooner in my life. But no regrets. You just got to you got to learn how you learn. And I apparently like to learn money lessons the hard way. Well, I used to and not anymore, which brings me to the thing I wanted to talk about today. Expectation, especially expectation around your life and, you know, money and how you were born. I have a little cousin. Well, he's not so little anymore. Uh, He's going to be 18. But, you know, when I look at him and I think about his life, you know, uh, he's had the best of everything, you know. He he's all his father does really well in the world. His parents do really well in the world. And he's an only child and they have given him, you know, a great life. Great life. I mean, this kid has never had to want for anything. And his father has excellent taste, so it's always top of the line. It's never uh here's some, you know, tennis shoes. It's it's Jordan's with your name embossed on him somewhere. You know what I mean? Like he, they, like I always tell you, if you're an African American, which I don't like that phrasing, if you're a black person in America, we're not having a collective black experience. So there are people who are not struggling. They're not being chased down by police. They're not getting caught in a crossfire of gun gang warfare. You know, everybody ain't experiencing life that way. And so my little cousin, he's going to be 18 and he's going to arrive into his adulthood with a different set of expectations than someone who didn't grow up like that. So a big chunk of how you view the world and how you view money and how you view yourself in it is based off of your environment. So his level of expectation is going to always be Range Rovers, BMWs, um, million dollar houses, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because that's what he was exposed to. Um, And what's interesting is he's adopted. So his birth family experience would have been totally different. But I digress. So then I look at my own life where I was a working class, middle class kid. You know, my parents gave me everything I wanted pretty much within reason, you know. Uh, But it was always a discussion. It was never... uh, um, just assumed that I would get it. I mean, and it might take time, you know, like I may have asked for a 10 speed in July and didn't get it till Christmas, or I may have asked for, um, I don't know what else I would have asked for. I always wanted an electric guitar and nobody would give me that. Um, but my mom did find like a toy acoustic guitar that I played for years and noodled around on, um, But I mean, I had a pretty, I had a good childhood and 
it was interesting because my parents never seemed to embrace that we were doing all right. You know what I mean? They were both born during my father in the the heart of the depression. He was born in 1930 and my mom was born um, later than that in a, at towards the end of the 30s. And so it was really interesting because they both had this mentality like there just never was going to be enough money and panic around money and like, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? We need to fix this and how are we going to get the money? And um, it was just a lot of of nervousness and anxiety around money. And so some of the discussions, if I wanted something, it, it had to be, you know, not quite a Senate hearing, but we had to have discussions. Um, I had to ask for things and, you know, be pretty strategic about it. I, I knew that I couldn't just show up and ask for any old thing and get it. And they weren't going to waste money. So it wasn't going to be like, now you have three bikes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, they were going to shop around. We were going to go to Western Auto and and go get, you know, one of the bikes out of the window. And I remember when I got my 10-speed bike, I was very happy. I got it up for Christmas and I went riding in December out on the street because I was so excited. So, you know, but my expectations were different than my little cousin. So my little cousin is going to get out in the world and expect to live where he came from. Like that's his life expectation. And it's a blessing that his parents can give that to him. And then I arrived in the world like, well, I'm just going to have to work for everything because nobody's going to give me anything and my parents won't be able to set me up in anything. So it's just going to be me. And it's not to be negative or disparaging of my background or my parents or anything. They were great. You know, I got I got most of what I really wanted Um, and I was had a great education um, what they spent their money on with me, they spent it wisely. They invested in my brain. I had piano lessons for 10 years. I, tr- I traveled. We didn't do anything extravagant, but I was exposed to a lot of different things. And they allowed me to go to, um, a wonderful university, the mighty, mighty Howard university. And I mean, I just, I can't be anything but grateful. Um, my interpretation of that has been a challenge because it's me getting out in the world and being like, uh, my expectations are down here, you know, with struggle nation and having to fight for everything. Uh, and I was exposed to a lot of people in college that didn't have that struggle. Their parents were pretty well off. And so I was, uh, raised with middle-class values without middle-class resources I was definitely a working class kid and it's taken me all these years to really work through that. And so if I can save anybody some time, one thing I would like for you guys to to not do is worry about how you're going to do things, especially if you came from a family that really didn't have a lot of means, because we have example after example after example of people who grew up with nothing. I mean, way poor. I've never described my existence as poor and uh, they had nothing and they've come out and become, you know, millionaires, billionaires 
uh, because what it really requires is discipline and focus, passion, intensity, and you must be willing to work. Listen, if you don't want to be great, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like there are tons of regular average people who live fulfilling lives. They are happy and content and they haven't done anything great. They just exist. They work. They have a family. Uh, the kids go off to school and grow up and everything's great. They're, that's all they ever wanted was to get married and have kids and have a good life. And if that's what makes you happy, that's dope. If you're happy in your life, that's incredible. Enjoy that. But my message is for people who want to be exceptional, who are born to do great things and want excellence. And if that's what you want, then you simply must work harder and smarter. And you're going to have to sacrifice things because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Listen, I'm not talking about being famous. I'm not talking about um, being an influencer on social media. I'm talking about being an impactful, um, really life-changing person to change the world, you know, to improve the world. Listen, I listen to some of this Prince music and I think, gosh, I can't even explain to anybody, not in my age group, why this guy was so great. He, If you listen to his lyrics, he was very odd, very grim, talked about death more than a little bit, uh, clearly had a deeply religious background, but he was also hypersexualized. And I'll be honest, after he stopped drinking and talking about sex nonstop, his music lost something for me, (laughs) but it was more raw or something when he was younger. And it was like a fury inside of him to get famous. You could just tell. And I don't know that that's what I was connecting with as much as the energy he put in his music. And it didn't sound like anybody else. And it was raw. And he was so obviously talented. And so... I guess I connected with his desire to to spread this message that didn't sound like anybody else. And it was a burning inside of him. You could just tell. And like he kept getting better as he got more popular. Each record just got better. And by better, I mean more musically sophisticated. I'm not talking about um, selling more copies. You could just feel the growth in him and the desire in him. And I think once he reached a certain peak, you know, it fell off because he was already successful. There's something about that burning desire to be successful that really crafts someone's art. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just a fascinating thing. When you have that level of genius, uh, you're not going to be regular. And I think there are a lot of people out here who have tried to be regular and they're not. And they succeed in their fields because they're just they don't think like everybody else. So I feel like this podcast is for for those people. And I feel like if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, there's something in you that's connecting to, you know, that you were put here to do something bigger than what you're doing. And then when you're young, it's hard to put all the pieces in place because I don't know, you're young and youth is wasted on the young. You don't know what you don't know. And a lot of that is going to be painful as you figure it out. Doesn't have to be, but it will be. Um, but, you know, just stay with it. And if you feel like you were put here to do something epic, 
Uh, And even if that means you were just put here to parent somebody epic, (laughs) you know, uh, it's just, it's just, I believe that we have a purpose and a mission. I believe that you're born um, for a reason and only you and God know that reason. And uh, I believe in God and I also believe in science and I also believe in uh, accountability and effort. So hopefully this podcast moves you in some positive way. I thank you for listening. I have uh, a nice little leadership in France, uh, listenership in France. Thank you. In uh, Italy, I think in Ireland. Thank you. I mean, I'll go international for y'all. Uh, but the message is the same in every language. <laughs> you got to work hard. You got to be smart. And you deserve it. You deserve to have the life that you desire. I am here to champion everybody who has the belief that, you know, there's something they want and and they deserve it. You know, uh, a lot of times if you're a girl, you're going to get discouraged. If you're of an ethnic group in a country that isn't in love with ethnic groups, you're going to get discouraged. Um, Your family will discourage you. (laughs) You know, there's so many places and pockets of people who are waiting to not encourage you. I'm not that person. I want to see you win. I want to see you be a champion. There's no point if that's what's inside of you. uh, There's no point in in tearing you down. I want to see you make it and have the life you want. Um, You deserve that because life is really short. And I hope I've impressed that on you. Even if you live to be 100, that's a really short amount of time. You know, the the earth is millions, hundreds of millions of years old. You know, maybe not hundreds of millions. I can't remember right now. But the earth is really, really old. And humans are really, really young. And so we don't get a ton of time here. You know, so it would be nice. Uh if you can make all your dreams come true in that finite amount of time that you have here and your spirit will live on forever, but your body won't. So you got to make moves and you got to be smart and uh, be passionate and live your best life. And only, you know what that looks like. I'm not telling anybody to do anything specifically. Only, you know what your mission is. And when you're honest with yourself and, and you're doing what feels right to you, you'll know, you will know. So take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening. Um, you, Your life unfolds at the level of your expectations. So if you are living a life that is not meeting your expectations, review your expectations because they may not be uh, as high as you think. The bar has been set pretty low by the culture. Uh, so you need to look inside and figure it out. And And if your life is the polar opposite of what you thought it would be, you need to start there. What were you expecting? And did you really, really, really deep down believe you could have what you wanted? Because if you when you're honest, you're going to see a lot of people will say no to that question. The question was, did you really believe you could have everything you wanted? And a lot of people are going to say no. They may say something different to you publicly, but privately, they'll say no. And you'll know it's true because they're always fucking complaining.